1: No You're living Lost in the Boston, you Get your up, dream people. Yeah. Get people Stop giving up your self-respect Stop it Ghetto Talking to my people Yeah I can take some strange turns on you Living with the things thrown at you leaves you in the cold With a day that's not worth having Your phones are free. You'll never come to feel what you need. When what you really want inside can only come from you. Get Ghetto people, yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Do you really think that? Do you think it all? Yeah. I've never about you. They ain't giving up Get a no second no. thought about you, Get no. Ghetto be yeah.
0: But there were others as well as Timari, Pont, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe—civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of sainte at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. Baba Oshi, hotel family. Hope you are well today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, weather was accommodating for you to do, but, of course, if it was not. And because um, believe me, there's some bad weather. I tell you, you know, selfish and greedy mothers have messed up the planet. You know, and and they still don't want to relent. <sighs> the planet, with itself, will be so bad, it eventually may not be inhabitable. You know, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that uh, when you're having storms as frequent as and violent as that are happening now, who knows? Yeah. This is African Perspective. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on at the drop down. Excuse me, family drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can use a shortcut, whatever search engine you might use, Internet Explorer, Google, Firefox, whatever, Time for an Awakening, and uh, just put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net, and then once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Other program we have here on Time for an Awakening, aside from this program, which is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and other times for the other program at Eastern as well, is Time for an Awakening on Fridays at 8 p.m. with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, and then again on Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, time for awakening. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American-African-owned businesses. is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American-African-owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Brother uh, Bamani Tahimba, it looks like he's chilling out for the minute because his next trip, his next tour, is in November. and That is to Tanzania, November 16th through the 27th. And then he's going to Azenia. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azania, And then March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd to Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. April 1st through April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, you go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org, you will see that schedule. But also, to information on how to buy land, how to invest, how to repatriate, and the Pan-African community in Ghana. Brothers and sisters, everything you need is right there at the website. All the information, all the forms and so forth, um, shots that you may need, or visas that you may need. Everything is right there on Africa for the Africans. And, of course, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, just go to Facebook.com. Forward slash Bomani. And then if you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani twenty oh seven. Africa for the Africans.org. Habashaw. Habashaw had uh the organic fest this weekend, this Saturday, the twenty-fourth, and from noon to eight. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend because uh, a number of reasons, and I'll explain those little bit in a minute and you'll see why and uh, but to me i hope that everything went well avishaw incorporated the work that they do you know the Havashaw works program black to our roots sustainable seeds golden growers and urban green jobs is just phenomenal and of course the kashi project which was launched back in october of last year doing great work in ghana Havashaw helping africa by establishing schools at home and abroad LEDGE Group. LEDGE, LEDGE. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. They deal in areas of human existence that are vital, that are key, that are essential. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six African countries, over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the LEDGE Group to support this ongoing effort. Abibi Atumi, I don't know what's up with B.B.A. Atumi, me, but I know they have a conference coming up in July. And so um, I hope their website starts to act right. <laughs> and I'm not sure why I keep getting this, but hopefully um, we'll. Because uh, I, I think I got some uh, of the website last year, but we'll see. A to me. A.B.I.B.A. to dot and it's my pharmacy. They're still under construction for their website. So that takes us all the way to Brother Moses West. That's right, the Moses West Foundation. The um, atmospheric water generating um, apparatus. Because water is a necessity. We need Water. Brothers and sisters, we need water. Clean, safe, drinking water. That's why, to me, if you want to donate to something and donate to a serious cause, please consider the Moses West Foundation. Because he's not looking for investors. He's not asking you to invest so you can get a return on that investment. No. He's asking you to donate so they can make these machines available to humanity, available to Africa, the Horn of Africa, the East African, Southern African, even West African, all the African has. You know Northern African has issues with water. But other parts of the world have issues with water. There is no real issue with water except accessibility to water. And of course that's a issue. <laughs> but you know, if 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 these places were drying up and there was no way to get water, then that becomes a very serious issue. But with the atmospheric water generator, water is there. Water's all around you. Water's in the air. It's the moisture. And even if you have a contaminated environment it'll still work because the machine keys in on the H2O molecule. H2O. Hydrogen, oxygen, water. And then it goes through the filterization process. Open up the tap. Out comes clean, drinkable water. You can't live without it. You can't so brothers and sisters, um, brother Apollo sent me some information for the newsletter that they that they have, and so I'll be contacting Brother Apollo and um to talk about that, you know, so definitely like to keep up with um. Brother Moses West and the and the atmospheric water generator, you know. Wherever he is around the world, because the work that he's doing is uh, is a necessity. We need it. So, all right, family. Wadada's healthy market and juice bar located in the West End, here in uh, Atlanta, on Ralph David Athana- on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. <laughs> Yeah, Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar serving delicious health foods and have vegan uh, dishes on Saturday and Sunday and uh, all kinds of dry goods and everything like that. So Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located in the West End. If you want to give them a call, call them at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. Wadada's, healthy marketing juice bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia, who was doing fantastic last time I talked to her. You know, she has those, um, she has that room at the mall accessible to her downstairs. I did a presentation in there. It's plenty of room, you know. Papa Baruti was the first one I seen to a presentation down there, and they have book signings and so forth. But, of course, she has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, and so much more. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia which is east of Atlanta off of I-20 you take I-20 going east when you come to the exit 74 make a left exit make a left now you of course if you're going east and you make a left now you're going north and about a mile up the road on the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar that's right Brother Gazemdia Jamu's done an outstanding job with, with his store of expanding it and making it you know, more relevant and so forth and has a lot of things going on. So give Brother Gazemdia a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black tide. Jump back on Main Street. All right, Thonya, and head south. Now you're headed south. This time you're going to make a left onto I 20. You're going east. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Exit right, make a right. Three lights make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, support the new Black Wall Street Market. Because if we don't, who will, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know you know what I'm saying. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, every Thursday night, that Thursday night broadcast on Blog Talk Radio from 9 to 10. From 9 to 10, every Thursday night from 9 to 10, Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U, forward slash U-L-U us lifting us if you want to call to listen or if you have a question comment or concern you dial 929-477-2789 that's 929-477-2789 us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people homeland village and cultural gift shop in macon georgia they're not open today, but they're open Tuesday through Sunday, Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., and they have it all, brothers and sisters. They have books, tapes, um, holistic health products, incense oils, clothing, furniture, <laughs> They even, have a, they even have a vegan restaurant on the premise, brothers and sisters. Brother Beach just got it going on. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, he says uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Village. Culture Center on Facebook. Check it out for yourself. All right. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Brothers and sisters, contact my good sister, Shelly Hammond said, at 404-434-7963, 404-434-7963 six three, Sun Goddess Sense, your one stop natural shop. And Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabriela Aurelia, the work that she's doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti is wow, phenomenal. Saint like really. Because they're doing it under some serious conditions. And of course they get no assistance from the government. Just don't have it so they rely on brothers and sisters like us. So please go to Sanjay S-O-N-J-E dash A Y I T I dot org. Sanjay dash H-E-T dot org. Okay, and of course Baba Baruti and Mama Yah um, they they had a thing this Saturday, I believe. And they had no way of uh being able to access that from my understanding. At least I didn't know and and didn't see any connections. But, um, well, you know, they're they're always on the case. If if you're on Facebook, one way to communicate, put in Baba Baruti so you can get some of the the information he sends out because it's well worth it. Well worth it. And of course, uh, the inye Saysen of Daily Revolutionary Thought. Okay. Uh-huh. So, the inye Saysen of Daily Revolutionary Thought. June 25th. He who is ruled by his appetite belongs to the enemy, Patahotep. Patahotep from the fifth dynasty, pyramid age, the golden pyramid age, the fifth dynasty. He was a vizier. He was a brother who was so knowledgeable some claim he wrote the first book, "The Maxims of Tahotep," and some say it was his grandson. You know, the bottom line is they still believe it was the first book that was written, "Tahotep." Individualism is self-serving and antagonistic to any institution that makes others equally or more important than the self no wonder the European mind covertly seeks to destroy family in every way possible reducing it to the point where there is nothing but disconnected emotional sterile purely predatory individuals such individuals can easily be controlled by manipulating their unnaturally developed appetites this must be understood and addressed if we are to reverse not only the decline of marriage in the conscious community, but also the declining desire amongst our youth to consider participating in the institution of marriage. Neither sister nor brother are toys to be played with and then shelved or, discons- or discarded at any whim. If we cannot get a grip on this, African relationships between men and women cannot blossom to their fullest. And if they are not being their fullest in times of intense assault when they are are most needed to be they will be working against us we cannot talk about building family at the same time we are on the prowl to satisfy individualistic heathenistic pleasure driven anti-family appetites these two mentalities are incompatible and we need family. That's why I argue. I, you know, I'm not homophobic and all that kind of stuff. But I know we need family. We don't and all that non-binary and you know. And I know this is June. In fact, it's the last week of June, and many parades and and stuff like that, and presentations and stuff like that. And but, brothers and sisters as Africans, we need family. A man, a woman, and children. That's what we need. Affirm, I have no alien-inspired appetites. Affirm, I have no alien-inspired appetites. I want family. I want brothers and sisters to come together a family june 26 rearing is complex and require, and requires sacrifice and dedication. it is an ongoing process of preparation it is an ongoing process of preparation The poetess sister mari Evans. Europeans are quite aware of the lessons we instill in our children. They know that if you spend a season training two children with the same ability for an athletic competition and you only make one wear heavy leg weights and arm weights, but both do exactly the same strenuous daily exercises, the shackled one will win once the weights are removed. Of this, there is no question. This is why They are pushing us to spoil our children. It weakens them, leaving them vulnerable in a world where their parents exercise little social control and therefore there is no position to save them from the agents of the state and wait for them to act out their impetuous, foolhardy, and arrogant insolence. They learn imitating other children. This we encourage Believing that subintegration was the way, the only way to better integrate our children. So we foolishly adopted another's way of raising our children instead of following the strong tradition of producing well disciplined, thoughtful, courageous children that we so desperately need. Affirm I'm I rear Africans as my elders reared me. Affirm, I rear Africans as my elders reared me. Not raised, rear. There's a difference. We're talking about rearing children. We're not talking about raising them, we're talking about rearing them. That means guidance. That means showing them the way, preparing them. We need that, family. We need that desperately. We need young men in today's world. You know, um, since I do have a, a two teenage, well, one is twenty, going on twenty-one, but and of course that's twenty-one is adulthood. But still, I think that today's world, many of the even the early 20s they still act like exactly <laughs> inexperienced individuals and, and, and they're influencing the younger ones and, and so in terms of preparing young people you are up against a family you are up against all the things that they're bombarded 24 7 with particularly in fact This was interesting. Um, This was on the internet. Young man saves, actually, he really saves the bus and everybody on the bus. The bus driver was having a medical episode. The young man recognized it, knew what to do. The young man steered the bus safely, stopped the bus, put it in park or whatever. Had someone call nine one one? When discussing the in incident of why others didn't un- notice it or didn't help, everybody was on their phone. Everybody was playing a game or, you know, doing something on their phone. They were told everybody was totally, I ain't saying distracted, but focused in on what was on their phone. This young man doesn't have a phone he was just looking around being observant and notice as the bus was swerving what was happening him not having a phone saved the life of all of those phone users (laughs) from injury or possibly worse I'm not saying you shouldn't have a phone, but I'm what I am saying though is you need to be observant of your surroundings. Some people are so in tune on their phone that they've walked into stuff, they've tripped over stuff, and and of course, um, I tell you. I need to talk to this person right here uh, who just called, and I'm thankful that she did. Mama Nabantu, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, dear. How are you doing?
3: Oh, we're dealing with a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Trying
3: to help our elders and going into dementia. That's been a challenge for some of our sisterhoods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just got wind of another who's going through that, and um, I'm, I'm going to after the radio program call and see how they're doing, and just make mention, Mama Jackie. Yeah, that's who I'm talking
3: about. I just didn't want to call
0: her name. I apologize then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how is uh, she doing at this time? Um,
3: her son is here with
0: her now for a right. week. Right, right. I heard that her mm-hmm. son is yeah.
3: So he's just trying to get conservatorship and go through the mm-hmm. process, and you know, just trying to help her with her diet. Yeah, we
0: all have sisterhood has been phenomenal. Beautiful, um, right on. Because I know, she, you know that 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 was her <laughs> that was her circle. Y'all were her circle, you know. We still are. Yeah, we've been we've been with
3: her night and day until her son got oh, here. Overnight, during the day, beautiful.
0: That. Well, I'm going to call yeah. her after this radio program to say hello to her. That I love her. I so remember, he yeah, she she you know at her home she provided so many great things. Yes, yeah, she did. Man, good presentations, good vibes, good family, good food. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would definitely do that. Um this weekend, and I'm this is what I'm going to talk about today. There was a conference. I don't know if you are aware, were you if you were aware of it. Um the it, it was sponsored by the um Community Builders um program. Are you are you aware of the Community Builders? Are you talking about what cancer? community movement? No, community movement builders. No, there's an organization called Community Movement Builders. Uh, I think the, the main person is Kamal Franklin, young brother named. Well, he's not young; he's gray-haired, so he's not young. Brother named Kamal Franklin, and um, mm-hmm. they put a conference on this this weekend, the National Black Radical Organizing Conference. This weekend. Mm-hmm. Out in Jonesboro. You know
3: I heard it, I heard it somebody named come doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't that name, I'm sure it might be the same person.
0: Okay. And and because so, what the the, the the uh title of the conference was Unity Unity in our lifetime. Connecting mm-hmm. Connecting the National Black Struggle for Self-Determination with Pan-Africanism. Oh, wow. I would have loved yeah. to talk to that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. But, uh, and I thought to myself, because I didn't see I, I of course, you know, uh, realizing too that you probably would have been with Mama Jackie, you know, insisting yeah. okay. there when I heard about it mm-hmm. this past, a, a couple, few days ago. But, um, uh yeah they had a good days? turnout
3: how many days was it
0: friday saturday and sunday
3: Really? yes I that, so about that.
0: they had but, a good so turnout turn i should have i should have called you i should have yeah. called you yeah um so was were, there. You, were you
3: able to go
0: yes yes i was oh, able okay. to go because what i apparently uh On Facebook, my algorithms, I guess, brought this up. And I seen it there on Facebook. I was like, wow. And then then found out it was here in Atlanta. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, more like, man. And um, Mm -hmm. so Friday, after the um, uh, program and some other things that I had to do because my grandson... You know he plays ball, and so they had a game, so I left there, and so I came back so I went there uh out in Jonesboro, caught the tail end of the of the session there for on Friday, and it was just twenty five dollars to register just twenty five dollars to register. They had all kinds of information and materials and so forth. It was well presented put on by the Community Builders um, organization, you know, and they had some good Mm -hmm. presenters, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Saturday, yeah, the Mm community, I I keep saying it wrong, the Community Movement Builders, Community Movement Builders. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday I I had uh, two games, for my grandson, and so I missed the morning session on Saturday. Caught the afternoon, and then uh, went to the evening uh, game. That my grand- and then on Sunday I didn't go, and I'm glad I didn't go. I went to the session, went to the conference because the women on Sunday morning, Black Complicity in American Imperialism, the sisters were outstanding. That that panel was on fire. There were five sisters on that panel. And that panel was on fire. In fact, to me, uh, cause, you know, on, on I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, you know, they had some folks from, uh, in Cobra, they had some folks from um, Wadu
3: and ASCAC.
0: No, Wadu was not there. ASCAC was not there. Uh, they, had, uh, they had in Cobra, and um, oh, come on, Oshi. Um,
3: was Maruli
0: there? No. Only ones there there was a brother Makasa. You know. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, uh, Makasa—that's probably what his uh, wife,
3: Marula, because she was the best. Right. She was,
0: um, right. Jack,
4: and
3: she did mention that Mikasa I think he spoke or
0: something. Well. I don't know if he did because I can say I wasn't not I was not there from the moment it started to the to the end. Uh I came in periodically, but on that Saturday, <laughs> you know, they were they're making a presentation and the next thing I heard was, you know, Africa, you know. <laughs> and he just went off yeah. and I that's Mocasa. I said, It is my brother <laughs> And then I seen two yeah. brothers, two two elders from um one from Kansas City with an MBUF, National Black United Front, with MBUF, because there has there's an MBUF conference coming up in Pittsburgh, July seventh uh, through the ninth. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Maybe that might may be better. Yeah, and um, uh, Republic of New Africa is what I was thinking of. You know, and I, I'm, you know, I'm just being honest here. I think the idea of the Republic of New Africa is something that we should reconsider as something that may not be viable for us to pursue considering the evilness of the people we're dealing with. And not only that, to claim five states and not claim Florida, you know, we sandwiched in between, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. yeah who sandwiched in between all that madness and so t- to really push for uh these crackers to give us five states south carolina georgia alabama mississippi and louisiana and you know and to leave us alone and let us run those five states as a sovereign entity you and I both know, and even in our right mind or even in a mindset that is romanticizing, that ain't happening, you know? <laughs> that just ain't happening. What's more logical is Africans going home to work with Africans on the continent to develop the land, the resources, and so forth. That's more logical and more rational and more a sense of possibility because it was discussed and and promoted 50, 60 years ago. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not new. You know, it's not a new concept. It's just something that we never implemented. We never tried it because we kept trying to be with Caucasians. We kept trying to be with these crackers. And of course, being met every turn by you know, slaps in the face. Let me let me take this call right here. Just hold on, Mama Nabanto, okay? All right. Thank you. Six four six, six four six, good afternoon. Or good morning. Hey, hey, what's going on? Oh I had just tuned in right quick to
2: see what you was um talking about. I see you was um
0: talking about uh about the cracker yeah well i'm always talking about the crackers. But... <laughs> what the cracker done did what the, the cracker, cracker done did now that... huh no listen what i'm talking about uh brother jay i'm talking about uh an organization and a pan-african movement um the organization is the community builders community movement builders out of atlanta the the, the chairperson's out oh, of atlanta okay. And they had a conference this past weekend, which was the um, National Black Radical Organizing Conference with the theme, Unity in Our Lifetime, connecting the national black struggle for self-determination with Pan-Africanism. You know, and and I'm just talking with Mama Nabantu with the Pan-African Federalist Movement there were some people there that had no idea of the Pan African Federalist Movement. You know, I didn't talk to the organizers. You know, I just talked to some people that that I met who were just there because there were a number of people. In fact, let me say this: that I was a, a pleasantly surprised of a lot of young people. There were a lot of young people there. You know, yeah, there were some of us old heads. Well, you know, but a lot of young people, and so I was encouraged by that. In fact, that, that female... Well, the young people are... The
2: young people are, are um, building, growing, and a lot of them are getting information that um, they wasn't getting um, younger. Your brother, Acoletti, um, who you done had on a number of times, but share, yeah, he had... Did a post today, man, talking about um, this whole rap music situation and the destruction of the culture Mm -hmm. um, based on, you know, the 50 years of um, rap music. But, you know, the the thing is, I have wanted to – I don't know if you've seen this. Maybe you could talk about this. Did you see the thing where – the mother supposedly ordered her son to shoot um, this man that um, was attacking her in a Chinese restaurant. Did you see that?
0: Uh, no, No, I did not.
2: Oh man, well it's it basically it's basically all over the um, internet. The feed, the, uh-huh. the internet. What's going on. What had What had happened was. This man and um, this woman got into an argument, and um, the guy told her to stop talking or whatever, or he was going to punch her in the face. So she kept talking, and he punched her in the face, and her son shot him. And where the issue and the problem comes in is that he shot him, The guy ran out of the store, which means the attack was over. And the kid, 14 years old, they said his mother told him to keep shooting him, but nobody knows that for a fact. Mm -hmm. But what happened is after the 14-year-old shot him, the guy ran out of the store, and the kid ran after him, kept shooting him, and killed him. That's murder. That's Mm -hmm. murder. So now people want to get on and try to justify that. You can't justify that. That's murder. The attack was over. The guy ran away out of the store. You can't run after him and continuously
0: shoot him. That's right. murder. That's, a, that's, that's just the like
2: same th- thing that happened with Walter Scott.
0: That's the same thing. Is that? And that's why listen, they able listen, to convict him. That's the same thing. If you break into my house. Okay, I have, I can defend myself, but now you escape, and I run after you, and I shoot you in the back. That's murder. There's no more. Here you go. Uh, there is no longer a threat. You left my house. You're running away. There you go. And even even though you even though you took my big screen TV, and I'm mad as hell because I can't see the game, I'm, and I'm enraged. But damn it, that does not give me the right to kill you, to shoot you in the back. You can't do it.
2: Yeah, and, and and the thing and the thing is I don't understand why is it so hard for people to under to understand that. Yeah, there's no justification for him shooting you know, there's no justification for the guy attacking the man's mother, hitting the mother and things of that nature. Right. But okay, you shot him. The threat was over, and then you go run after him and shoot him two or three more times. That's murder. You can't, you can't beat that case. Ain't yeah. no way in the world you no. could be, you could beat that case because your mistake was you ran after him. Right? There's no justification. The threat was over. Exactly. So, I don't
0: know, man. So it's, man. It's,
2: it's it's sad. No, it's, I didn't. I didn't see sad. that,
0: but I'm a look at it. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Yeah, you
2: gotta look at you gotta look at it because the whole narrative and argument is is not a proper narrative and argument to even justify the murder. You mm-hmm. you okay? Yeah, you upset. You mad because somebody hit your mother, abused your mother, and all sure. that. Cool. You shot him. It's a stand your ground state, so you would have probably been able to get away with that. But when the guy runs out of the store and you run after him, yeah. and you continuously shoot, shoot him. him, nah, but
0: buddy, we right. ain't let. But then you, again, you not you. That, but then again, that's barbaric. But see, well, then again, he's fourteen years old, playing video games, playing Grand Theft Auto all damn day, or or yeah. or. or, or, or yeah. Whatever, whatever shooting, killing games that they that they play, and now he's in a real life situation. You know, he thinks and he, he ain't—he probably do that. ain't built for
2: it, right? Everybody ain't—everybody ain't built for being placed in these juvenile situations. He may not be a uh, type of kid that's part of a a gang or anything like that. Now he really goes see what right. what, what what it's about. You know, it's really sad how this Urugu has been able to manipulate black youth with the music in these video games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you you think about it, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, all of these other games, and I never understood how parents let their kids play that shit. Excuse my language, but that's just what it is. And right. there it is. It destroys the perception, the mind, and and, and all of that. I, I I was just so glad mine never had to deal with that video type madness, man. Mm-hmm. Because what it has done between that and the music has basically bastardized our culture and destroyed the minds of our people. And this is the white man at his, at, his, at his finest. And we think because we could give these things to our kids that we have achieved some sort of progress. It's, it's a sick, twisted world. Yeah. And the sad thing is we don't have elders who are teaching us how to properly raise our children. Right
0: in this debilical culture. Well, because this culture, once again, and you've heard me say this many times, Jay, America perpetuates and promotes individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. 24-7-365. And and, and so it is our responsibility as parents to raise, no, rear. I made that point earlier today in the Inyazesim. To rear, there's a difference between raising and rearing. We need to rear our children. That is given ins- explicit ins- instructions and in helping them understand the differences, and also too, to the understand there's sometimes reward and punishment. And so these we're ideas, trouble, these concepts, oh no, there's no doubt about it.
2: We, <laughs> because we, we, we don't even understand the severity because there's of there's, the type of trouble. That we in as an African people
0: and our development or culturally, we right. don't understand it. Yeah. Well, listen, Jamie. Let me let me get you back later. I'm about to take a break and come back for the break. Yeah, I'm gonna talk go more. I got. I
2: got to make a okay. quick call
0: anyway. I got my But talking. I just wanted to say hello and right on. Keep up the good work, All my right, brother. Dear. All right, dear brother. Peace to you. All right, Jay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, the, the conference that I attended this weekend talk more with Mama Nabantu of uh, the Pan-African Federalist Movement and, and to me if there's any discussion about Pan-Africanism and, and, and that's the problem sometimes that we need to talk about this collectively that's why I, I'm supporting and I'm a member of the Pan-African Federalist Movement because it's all-encompassing and it's putting Pan-Africanism where it belongs on the continent of Africa. It's putting it where it belongs that we can be one Africa like Kwame Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, Thomas Sankara. I could go damn down a line. Got the job. All of them knew that that is the future for us as a people. They all understood that and yet, fifty some years, sixty some years later, we're styled. In fact, some can make, make an argument we're further away from that than we've ever been. I don't. I'm thinking we're getting closer to that because I believe, I believe that it has to happen. Just like, just like that, chances that I believe we will win. I do. I'm optimistic. Yes, Jay. As you just heard, my brother Jay says we're in, we're in a bad situation. We're doomed. You know, I don't believe that. I believe that we can get ourselves up out of this. But but the, what what is the ultimate situation? Who who said it best? Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. It is about the mind. We are at war for the minds of our people. And I know uh, Brother Paul says, I don't know about being at war. No, brothers, we're at war. Who is going to control the African mind? And so we're going to talk more about that in this conference and other conferences like that. we got the National Black United Front uh, convention coming up in Pittsburgh, July 7th through the 9th. Other kinds of things that are happening. I've always like to be a, a clearinghouse for s- stuff that is happening for African people, any and everywhere, it's, it's a, it, if possible. But of course, uh, I need information. <laughs> yeah. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAnAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us.
4: i yeah. a yeah.
2: You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media,
0: part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at Time for an Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an and Black Talk Radio Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking today about the. Uh, Conference that I attended. In fact, I hope to have Brother uh, Kamal Franklin on the program this Friday and my discussion with him and to talk about the community movement builders and this conference. I thought it was well done. I thought the brothers and sisters, the young people that he had working with him, um, like I said, for $25, they had food, they had refreshments, they had good literature. Good presenters, you know. Like I said, only a few people that I saw from Milwaukee, I mean, from Milwaukee, (laughs) from Atlanta that I knew, you know, Brother Mikasa, you know, and uh, a couple others, but I saw my good brother Mickey Dean with the the National Black United Front, him and uh, Baba Davis out of um, Lansing, Michigan. And um, so, yeah yeah i thought it was well done um, and some good presentations yeah some good presentations some some of the people uh Jammu Bakara. yeah some good uh, uh brother jahil uh jihad brother me, brother jihad who's pr- political prisoners he's he's with the uh, jericho movement he's moving here to atlanta so um hope to have him on the program talk about what's happening with brothers and sisters in, who are incarcerated some of them I, I, I didn't get a chance to because I didn't uh, I left I met Sister Coco she's at the um, Malcolm X festival but I didn't recognize her from that situation She's she was promoting that then I guess I'm not sure didn't understand it, didn't know, and uh, a number of good presenters, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Like I said, that Sunday when I arrived, uh, they had a panel of uh, sisters: Sister Mira, Prosper, Sister Oni, Chitorier, Doctor Carissa Burton Stelly. Sister Claudia de la Cruz, and Doctor uh, Melinda Abdullah. That that <laughs> that panel was on fire. Them sisters brought it. I was really uh, really glad that I decided to come to the conference as opposed to go to my grandson's game because my grandson's game was terrible. They got blowed out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and uh, and of course I had a chance to talk with Brother Jared Ball out of um morgan morgan state in baltimore and uh i mix what i like.org i'm gonna contact him brother Jerry ball he i've heard him a number of times on time for an awakening with brother Elliot and brother richard and uh, so yeah that wasn't it was re- encouraging but i if you know me, once again, I, I think that um, coordinated efforts and and sharing and coming together—we that's that's what's necessary. That's what we need, you know. That's what we need. It was encouraging to see young people there, no doubt about that. It would, they're all part of the organizing, uh, presenting. Yeah, good to see young people. Mama Nabantu, are you still there with me? Mama Nabantu? Mama Nabantu, are you still there? Okay, well, I'll call your name out. Hopefully you hit start twice and join the conversation because uh, it's not like saying it's only... This or it's only that, but what should happen should be a working relationship between organizations that are um, going for the same goal. And and to me, the ultimate goal is pan Africanism. Now, some, of course, uh, you know, they're socialists. And I ain't got no problem with socialism. I got a problem with capitalism. You know? There's no doubt about that. Capitalism is an evil system. Now, if, if, if I got money and I'm happy, I, I got a nice home, beautiful car, lovely wife, you know, we live where we, where we live, you know, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm doing well now I have a family they may not be doing well but hey that's their fault you know I probably told them some stuff way back when and they didn't listen so hell with them I got mine because that's what capitalism breathes I got mine you get yours and it's a detriment no doubt about it it's a detriment so That's why Pan-Africanism is an imperative. It's not something we should think about doing or have a, a discussion. No, it's something that we must do. It's the direction that we must go. It's the efforts that we should strive for and work towards. I know some of us because you've been here, you're tied. Uh, You've got a lot of things tied up in here uh, with homes, cars, maybe businesses, this, that, or the other. I understand that. But we need to move. You need to be able to have the ability to move. And I know people don't want to hear this because I know there are some of us we the aesthetics of America America's ability yeah and I know that we talk about Africa and we talk about all the countries that are in Africa the Indians are trying to retake Uganda Chinese are all over Africa, and the Chinese uh, have made deals that if you, for some reason, didn't come up with the payway, they're going to take whatever they built, be it a highway, be it this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, I've been in Ghana, and I've seen what the Chinese have done because uh, I know when I went to Moli Park back in the 90s, the road was just terrible, just terrible family and then of course they built a road and from Tamale to Moli Park and the road was fi- fabulous and and of course not only did they do that but they built a a, a, a on a high hill another resort for them and a road that attaches logical <laughs> you know and but but i think we look at what the Chinese have done, and I recognize too how the Chinese are as well, some of the individuals who are in China and how they disrespect African people and disrespect African women. There are some Chinese because of uh, china's policy they're they're in China, there are some areas in China they're nothing but men because remember, they killed the females. Yeah. Frat aside. And some of those men have gone to Africa and and had I don't know if they're marrying African women and they probably are because that's a way to stake a claim to Africans land. But one thing that the Chinese have not done is what the Americans have done. Is what the Caucasians have done. It's what the Europeans have done. And that is murdered. African leadership. They are the ones through the CIA and all the other uh, nefarious groups have destabilized Africa. They're the ones that prevented Africa from uniting. They're the ones as just as that Caucasian Howard Nichols says, we must keep Africa poor because we want Africa's resources We must keep Africa destabilized. We must prevent Africans from manufacturing. They are the ones. And I'm quite sure the Arabs go along with it. I'm quite sure the the Indians go along with it. The Asians go along with it. Yeah. Everyone wants to go along with it to prevent Africans from being able to do for themselves, to control their own land, their own resources, and to be players in the world. Even to this very day. They consistently put out how they feel Africans are incapable, Africans are inferior. Not understanding what a colonialism has done to Africans. The educational process, or the the educate miseducation process. Some saying, brothers and sisters, this is why Pan African is a must. It's an imperative. It is not here. It is not here. Don't waste your time. Don't waste a, t- <laughs> you know some said some said well there's some decent Caucasians here. I'm not talking about a few Caucasians who who maybe have an understanding of the situation. I ain't talking about a few Caucasians here. No, the hell with that. I'm talking about Africans realizing that the mortal enemy of us have been these Europeans since their awakening. And we have, we have assisted them multiple times in the annals of history. Way back at the time of Kemet, the Greeks came. It's documented. The study at our feet. The Moors, Once Islam spread across North Africa and those Africans went up into the Iberian Peninsula, Peninsula, Spain and Portugal, and taught them again, assisted them again for 700 years until they had the idea that, yes, we may war amongst ourselves, but we're going to come together on any and everybody outside of us. And we're going to go Around the world, taking everybody's stuff in the name of Spain, Portugal, France, England, you name it, they did it. And then we're going to colonize Africa after taking Africans out in the 1500s and 1600s and 1700s, three, four hundred years. Now we're going to take Africa's land and its resources the most murderous individual on this damn planet is not adolf hitler the most murderous individual on this planet king leopold of belgium tiny ass belgium all these european places if you go there you want to you go to europe they're rich still they're rich because these places have no resources. They're rich because of Africa. So, Mama Nabantu, if you're there, just hit star twice. I still want to talk to you about um, the Pan African Federalist Movement in conjunction with this conference I went to this past weekend and um, I was impressed with the organizing of it you know I did mention um, on this program the um, State of Institute of Black World and, and the conference that Brother Ron Daniels puts on you know here was Ron Daniels, man, asking for t- and, and, and so talking with my good brother Mickey Dean out of Kansas City showed me an article that Ron Daniels and the Institute of the Black World got one point five million dollars, and the other three million dollars three million dollars he got one point five million and in cobra got one point five million. I can't remember what Caucasian group that was, I was just stunned and and realizing that Ron Daniels had all that money and it was just given to him a few years ago, 21. And yet they was charging $250 a person and didn't offer you a damn thing. The convention center had a kitchen and, and they cooked up some food high as hell. I ate there twice because I went outside of that and, and to get a better fare financially and quality of food. That didn't even offered water. And the presenters there were no better than the presenters. This past, effective presenters this past weekend were sharp. I enjoyed the conversations. Like I said, with the exception of, of really pushing and promoting um, the Republic of New Africa, which I feel needs to be discussed some more to help us understand that 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 may never happen. That we can't even come up with the idea as a part of a reparations uh program to get well as part of the reparation program, we want five states <laughs> I'll tell you what no five states then you provide the mechanisms for us to return to Africa and then what we want is the is the, is the world community, particularly Europeans who have stolen so much. See, there there is a way, you know, and and, and and a justification for reparations. I look at reparations as repair, not a check so you can, you know, feel more financially secure when when, when the work was done by your ancestors who who got nothing. And now you get a check so you can go party. Hell no. I look at it as the repair for us as a people to build institutions. How about, how about saying that we're going to uh, build an institution here in America that's going to be, uh, be an educational institution for our freedom? We're going to learn um, all kind of technical stuff and the stems, all of these things at this institution so we can go to Africa and build to go to Africa and control the resources. Now, you want something from Africa? Yes, we can negotiate, but you will pay fair market value for those minerals, for those products or whatever, ever. That's, 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 the, that's the direction that we as Africans must go. There's no doubt about it. And you know in your right mind You know in your right mind that's the direction we must go. So, yeah. We've got a lot of time. It's just 1230. So give us a call at 215. 490 9832. 215 490 9832. Yeah. so um I, I I thought about there's some good topics I thought about you know saying something I didn't say anything I just spoke to a number of people you know but I, like I said the, the Monday the Sunday yesterday's uh, conference and the ending of it I I didn't stay to the final end uh, when uh, they talked about money and the non-profit industrial complex. And uh, basically with that, uh, what they were saying there, I did hear some, um, the presentations of the opening presentations of the four um, panelists, you know, of which uh, brother Kamal Franklin, who is the um, founder of Community Movement Builders and and others. And it's one brother who, uh, Deals with nonprofits, and he's saying unequivocally, undeniable: no <laughs> nonprofits, th- and everything else that uh, this country does is not for the liberation of African people. They explain how, um, when we were moving in that direction, we were conveniently steered towards uh, nonprofits and. Other uh, community, other uh, funding sources, you know, so they could control. So they give us you hum- money. So give us give em, give us some money, and we think that, well, we can utilize this money. But of course, you know, there were strings attached to the money. You know, and then of course that the. Um, propaganda that fights for the hearts and minds of the masses was another panel discussion and the fact that we're not in control of media mean control of nothing we're not in control of anything that's why we need to organize under the Pan African Federalist Movement. And there were many calls of organize, 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 as as has been said many times by many of our leaders, that's what we have to do. But what does it mean for us in today's world? Because we're bombarded. Twenty-four seven, three sixty-five. And also too, we' You have to live. You got to live. So you work. And sometimes you got to work when they tell you to work and you don't have time off. And you can't get time off. You have obligations and responsibilities. is necessary is how you can prioritize things. And to me, the liberation of African people is a priority. When you consider that you're under the threat of death, okay, no, you don't perceive you're under the threat of death. Personally, you don't perceive that. But you can do because you're aware, know that what's happening around you. What's going on around you? You can sense that, you can see that, you know that. But you don't think it could happen to you. You know, because you, you might think that you're law-abiding, you know. That can't happen to me, I, huh? you know. And if I get stopped, I'm very cooperative. You know? I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't, I ain't going to get mad about nothing. I'm going to make sure that I have everything that I'm supposed to have. You know? And if I can talk out of a, a ticket because maybe I did run a light or maybe I made a wrong turn or, or you know, something to that effect, I don't know, or... Or if I know I did it, I'm not a cheese. I'm not going to try to weasel out of the You know, I'm just going to go ahead and take the ticket and pay for it accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, family. Anyway. That's the bottom line, as far as I'm concerned. Usually have some callers here, but uh, you know sometimes that doesn't happen. And I tell you what, I'm going to do. Read about uh, the Pan African, excuse me, of the conference planning. Of this conference that I I attended. I uh, got to get my lights together there. Getting weak. I need some batteries. You know? Some batteries. On behalf of the Community Movement Builders, it is with immense pleasure that I extend a warm welcome to all participants to the National Radical Organizing Conference. We are delighted to have you join us for this momentous gathering of African, American-African radicals. You know, uh, for, for me, I, I would love for us, I would love for us to do a number of things collectively and then make that something that we adhere to. I would like for us to just say, we're not going to use black no more because I know there's so many of us who have been offensive black. And, 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 and In fact, even before Renoco uh, made his transition a few years ago now, wow you know me and him were discussing it and and I was explaining to him my sentiments on just just using African and I know you know they use black interchangeably you know and what I was explaining to him I don't think I persuaded him but he understood you know I think when sometimes the people feel that you know Because there are some of us who don't want to be African. But damn it, if you don't want to be African, (laughs) being black ain't shit. (laughs) Being African is. Uh, Man, I tell you. So, you know, but that we have an agreement and understanding. No longer we call ourselves black. But we are African. Well, that was another thing this past weekend this one brother was pushing this idea of new a new african we're new africans and my thing was no we're not we're just africans this idea being new as opposed to the brothers and sisters on the continent as old you know or indigenous once again is to some degree divisive and for me i I'm trying to eliminate any and everything that would cause division amongst our- or whether it is real or perceived amongst our people point blank this is who we are. There is no further discussion we're african we're not new Africans or indigenous them no we're Africans well well africa uh that's that's from, Africa was named after Scipio Africanus or Leo Africanus. No, they weren't. No, it's not. Renoco explained it. Dr. Clark explained it. No. So we're African. Embrace that. Promote that. Challenge those who don't understand it. I ain't saying really. Challenge them, but help them understand it. Explain it. Make it plain that we are Africans. Wherever we are on the planet, whether we're in, I've always said, Africa, Africans is a noun. A noun A noun is a person, place, or thing. That's a noun. Black. Black's not a person, place, or thing. Black is a color. Black is an adjective. Black describes something. Yeah, the brother has some nice black shoes on. Oh, that black dress that sister wore. The noun is the dress. The description is the color. So, so, so we're African. And wherever we are, The word that would perceive African describes where we are, what kind of African we are. Here in America, we're American African. We are American Africans. In the Caribbean? Caribbean Africans. Where in the Caribbean? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican Africans. Barbadoan Africans, Bajan Africans, Cuban Africans. We're in South America, Brazilian Africans, Argentinian, well, you know, Argentinian Africans. <laughs> they got rid of us, they killed us off. <laughs> Through through, uh, through other types of manipulation, they got rid of us. Birthed us out. So if you were African, once you were born, you can't make with any other African. You only made with Caucasians. Then we want that, when you made with Caucasian, that offspring can't make with anybody but Caucasians. And the, so on and so forth. So finally, we done bred you out. Sickness. <laughs> Colombian Africa. A lot of Colombian Africans, Venue- not as many Venue- Venezuelan Africans as it is Colombian Africans, from my understanding. Could be wrong, but a lot of Colombian Africans, a lot of Africans in Central America. You know, Belize, Belize Africans, Mexican Africans. Africa is the noun. what goes in front of it. I mean there there are many types of Africans around the globe even in in Southeast Asia you know know, um, um, there are Africans who are the first people everywhere so that's why once again referencing my good brother and friend Baba Renoko Rashidi who went around the world documenting the African presence in various countries. And of course, his presentations always dealt with the pictures he took all the places he went. That was his documentation the beautiful young children. Children that you would look at and you would say, oh, I, that looked like Shanita, Shaquika." Shaquanda, yeah, because they African. So was Shanita, Shaquita, and, Sha- and Shaquanda. They were African. These are Filipino Africans. She was American African. But just like everywhere else around the planet, the European... The European has uh, put into the mind of people everywhere else around the planet that being dark, and I talked about this this past Friday, the origin of anti-African in the world is Europeans. And the religions, not just Europeans then, because the, the four, the three religions, the three revealed religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Those three li- religions in themselves, and the content, the contents of those religions that have such a deep negative effect upon being dark skinned, of being melanated, of being African, or being black. Evil. Sinister, sullied, being melanated. Reading this piece and did a program on it about Brazil. There are more Africans in Brazil than any country except Nigeria. But you wouldn't know it if you watched TV. They um, have—I can't remember what they call them—but it's less like um, um, soap operas, you know, or serial, you know, pieces they have, and they talk about it. and, And I remember they talked about this one sister who was an accomplished actress, but she played a maid because that's all she could play in these things years and years ago. I I, I don't imagine it's changed too much from then to to today. I doubt it. Even though Brazil was uh, going through a civil rights and human rights uh, program, uh, maybe it's better now that Bolsonaro is no longer the president of Brazil because he was, very right wing racist reactionary individual hope they put his ass in jail but he was just like Trump he was to the right of Trump he he was idolized he idolized Trump you know And, and, and Trump liked what he was doing but in Brazil the melanated people you know now, they love your ass um, doing Mardi Gras when you're part of those steel band and dancing and some of those samba queens, them beautiful dark-skinned samba queens. But once Carnival is over, you know, once that's ended, back, back in the Fafalas. Fafalas are the, the hills in Brazil. When you when you have a scene of Brazil, you see the the, the big statue of Jesus Corcovada, and in those hills there there is where the poor people live. People of wealth live in the high rises. So if you if you can picture that scene or go to a scene like that around that little Bay Area where uh, uh, Copacabana Beach and uh, Ipanema. Beach, you know th- that whole line of beaches and so forth, and um, areas are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. No, they, they, you know, dark skinned people, even on the streets, the the hustling. Everywhere we are, family. Just as Dr. Bobby Wright said, it defies all laws of probability. Everywhere we are, and they are. We are in a position of being subservient, of relegated to a, a lesser, and they're in control. They're dominance all laws of probability everywhere because they have shaped and fashioned the world in their image and interest. You know, we often talk about power. Dr. Wade Nobles, I believe, had the most definitive definition of power. And I understand that we have no power. We don't have the ability to include and exclude. We have no power at this time. But what is power? They made you think that power is voting. they made mention of that at this conference about voting <laughs> they believe that in the power in the power of politics to to change the the overall dynamics of what's happening no no politics <laughs> no, you don't have no power. You'll never have power in this system. Voting? <laughs> no. They use Barack Obama and our naive concepts of what it is and who we are that we believed that because we had a, a dark face and a high place that somehow... We're making it. Barack Obama made it. <laughs> but we didn't. And we never were intended to make it because it's not for us. It's not for us. So, no, there's no power in voting, there's no power in money. Whoever controls the money, you can change the, they can change the money. They're trying to do that anyway. Moving to a cashless society. A lot of places now, they don't accept cash. You go to the baseball game, to the basketball game. If you ain't got a card, you can't buy nothing. If You ain't got a card. A lot of things, high school basketball. I'm like, damn. When my grandson was playing at at Lake Point, to get in, card, to buy ref- from the concessions, refreshment, whatever, card. Dealing with cash, power. It's not money. It's education. <laughs> no, it's not education or information. Remember what you call a radio station where information is power. No, it's not. If the information that you receive is flawed and inaccurate or the education you receive is flawed and accurate, then you have no power. I don't see the power from that. So then, Brother Oshi, what is power? Power is the ability to define reality. Power is the ability to to define reality. Brother uh, Wade Nobles further stated, power is the ability to define reality. Then have someone else accept your definition as if it's their own. Europeans define reality. When they came out of that dark age, that medieval age, land poor, resource poor, people poor, And they said, I don't give a damn. We may war amongst ourselves, but we're going to collectively come together on those outside of us. When when Marco Polo went to China and came back with fireworks and came back with pasta, because see, people think rice is Chinese. Rice is African. Rice is African. But what Marco Polo came back with was pasta. That's why people think pasta is Italian. Pasta is Chinese. And they came back with that. And the Chinese used gunpowder for celebration. The European fashioned superior weaponry. Explosion that could throw a projectile at you. And hit you with the projectile. Penetrate your skin. Puncture your skin. Maybe hit your heart and kill you. The European has always found a better way to kill your ass. They've always worked towards finding a better way to kill your ass from the moment he probably used a rock, a club, a knife, a spear. And then guns. When they came back, with gunpowder, started using guns. (laughs) It was all over, family. The Gatlin gun could kill a whole bunch of folks. That's what they used in the, in the, the Zulu wars. See, wh- when they had when they had that one shot, you had to reload. And if your ass wasn't fast, and you shot and you missed, and he's coming at you, and you t- trying to reload, that could be your ass. But then automatic weaponry, Samuel Colt, Samuel Colt, yeah, Colt forty five, Remington all these gun manufacturers still in existence making big making billions of dollars guns especially here in this country because in this country that second amendment it wasn't designed the way they're using it because the second amendment was basically designed as a country was forming to say that if the country is under attack you are obligated to find or get you a gun or have somebody issue a gun for you to help protect the society or if the government itself becomes you know tyrannical and want to dominate it it's, you you have a right you have a right to overthrow that government so no no man they they took that Right. Define reality than have others accept their definition as if it's their own. The European defined the reality, and we have accepted their, ref- their definition as if it's our own. The question that we need to ask ourselves as African people who are we in their reality? First, we were the soulless people. When they came into Africa, we had no culture that they would respect. They had no culture that 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 they said, well, this no, we're just going to take these people we're going to do whatever the hell we want to, and we have the guns, we have the armament, and they kept developing over periods of time the type of weaponry that one person can come in to a place and mass shoot literally. Literally, like the dude did in Vegas. Literally tens and hundreds of people. Mass shootings. Mass killings. Seem like every uh, um, three, three, four-day holiday weekend, there's a array of it was more so this past um <laughs> Father's Day. I mean, there were so many places around the country where they were mad. That's only because, I mean, guns are everywhere and they're not gonna do a damn thing about guns. Some European Slovakian country had two mass shootings. They collected, and even though there, there's a lot of problems in that society, They went there and they collected all those guns. Now we're changing this dynamic. Everybody was turning in their guns. It would never happen here, because there've been mass shootings more so in this country than anywhere else in the world. Anywhere else in the world, and it's not going to change. So power is the ability to define reality. Have someone else accept your definition as their own. I don't like the second part. I just wanted us for us as African people, to define reality and shape that reality in our image and in our interest. For us to do for ourselves. Define reality for us. Go on the continent and define reality. Kick out the Europeans. Kick out the Chinese. Kick out the Arabs, kick out the Indians, kick out Korean, whatever, and manage the land and the resources and become players in the world instead of the ponds that we are. This is what real Pan-African means, Pan-Africanism means. That's the bottom line, family. This is what it really means we have the ability to do this but do we have the will more importantly do we have the mind do we have the mind we could exercise power because we have resources we could exercise power it's not like we don't have something of of value we have us of value. Brothers and sisters, I appreciate you listening. Hope you will listen on Wednesday. When we return, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M I N D, but the M I N E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without. And he's showing him, damn it, don't want to pay for. It. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim that means go in peace. Esante sana means thank you. Pp vaudier, pp means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Peace, family.